Good afternoon. This is Chickie Fitzgerald with the Executive Girlfriends Group, and our guest today is the author of a book called Power Moms. And her premise is that the word of mom is the most powerful form of marketing for brands who want to connect with this $2.4 trillion market. And our guest is Maria Bailey. Maria, welcome. Thank you very much. And I forgot to mention, today is Friday, August 10th. So, Maria, why don't you give us a little thumbnail of you on a a personal basis, and then we can move on and talk a little bit about your book. Okay. Um, Well, thank you, first of all, Chicky, for having me today. I've actually followed your group for a very long time, so I'm delighted to be here today. Um, I I actually um, am the CEO of BSM Media, which we'll talk about in a second, but um, I started my career with 10 years at uh, Knight Ritter and the Miami Herald, followed oh, by... Oh, really? Uh, yes, and I, I've had some really incredible opportunities in life where I've had some of the most spectacular mentors. Um, ironically, they've all been men, but um, following... Uh, my time at the Miami Herald, I was um, actually the second female executive at AutoNation when Wayne Heisinger started AutoNation and um, did 10 years there, Um, started my company, actually sold it to Michael Egan, the founder of Alamo Rental Car, which was another one of my mentors, and uh, after 9-11, bought it back. Um, I've had the opportunity to... um, work with some of the most spectacular men and women in the United States. Um, On a personal level, I'm the mom of four and uh, a wife, and um, I've always worked outside of the home. I actually had three babies in less than 20 months at one point, and then four under four, and um, during during that time, um, that's what I said too, wow, Um, (laughs) but but during that time, I... You know, I worked directly for the CEO of AutoNation when we were the fastest-growing company in America, and I logged in 200,000 air miles. So um, I know a little bit about juggling, and um, I am a million-miler on Delta because I fly so much commercially these days. And um, uh, in my, I guess, my free time, I... um, I enjoy running. I've run 23 marathons, and I have. I'm a proud mom of a cadet at West Point, and um, oh soon to be a Clemson Tiger. And um, I have two children still at home. So, um, so that's a little bit about me personally. Wow! Wow! Well, that there there is so much there. I mean, we could have a whole show on any one of those. I think. Uh, I actually know Wayne Huizenga Jr. We both are, are involved in something called Life Work Leadership, and uh, he is always one of the speakers every year, uh, really in talking about leaving a legacy. And certainly that yeah. family uh, has left an amazing uh, legacy. And, and really leaving a legacy is, is part of what the Executive Girlfriends Group is, is all about and, you know, making sure that we're giving back and, and being successful so that we can give. And I, I think that that's, that's something that certainly later in life I have come to, that, you know, I've been blessed and, and been successful my whole career and have been giving back as an individual, you know, just as a part of who I am. And my, I was fortunate enough to marry a man who's a, a real giver. 
And uh, but now we're able to do it in a business. So my my latest business is all, all focused on uh, on giving back. So um, love it that you have been mentored by people uh, that that's important to. Yes, yes, I, I agree. So let's let's shift gears a little bit and and talk about what in the world made you write this book. I mean, it's a fabulous topic, and I am right with you that the the actual brand influence comes uh, so often from the woman in the house, and and uh, because of uh, women having children later in life, the economic power of that mom base is actually way stronger than it used to be when everybody was having children when they were 20. So give us a little perspective. Clearly in your in your firm, you must have been doing a lot of work in this arena uh, to, um, to really establish that expertise. Actually, that is um, all the work that I do. Um, BSM Media is actually the largest global um, agency that focuses on moms and um this power moms was actually my seventh book that i wrote um about the power of moms not only the buying power it my book started with marketing to moms because it really felt like companies weren't paying attention to the buying needs of mothers and you know they focus on women but they forget about the fact that that um you know women are also moms and there's 83 million of us spending about 3 trillion dollars a year in the US economy so really uh women with children are the largest group of and most powerful consumers in the United States and so um you know we hear so much in the media about oh the power of mommy bloggers and the power of this mom and that mom and and really what I wanted to do was write a book out since I had already established that yes we are, you know, the number one consumer that that companies should focus on. I wanted to establish that, you know, there are still moms who aren't blogging and there's still moms who are running businesses and um, right. influencing purchase power that marketers aren't listening to. And, you know, um executive moms is is a um a very powerful group and and I think at, that companies so often I mean I the most common call I get in my office is oh my gosh I'm launching a new project a product I've got to get to a pow- uh, to a um, mommy blogger so that you know I can get it out on the internet but but in in actuality it's the mom who is um doing everything that you're doing chicky who's Running a business, who's um, who's out talking to people, who's doing things like this, you know, recording in this show, that have the real influence. And and the whole gist of the book was, hey, you know, fellas, uh, there right. there are powerful moms out there who are really adding to our economy, and and you need to be paying attention to them, as well as you know the moms who are, are you know are in their home blogging all day. So um, so that right. was kind of my impetus to write the book. Well, the interesting thing uh, about the Executive Girlfriends group is that I would say 80% of the women uh, who are part of the Executive Girlfriends group are the primary breadwinners in their home. And they do have children, you know, varying ages clearly. But, uh, you know, to my point earlier, I'm, you know, I'm in my mid-50s 
and I've got a middle schooler and and a daughter going into high school and and so we we are running businesses we are you know holding down uh you know day jobs as well my consulting firm that I've owned for 17 years is still really my day job but you know now I've got this other full-time job that's been added on and managing the household which you know I haven't had to do uh, in the bulk of my life, and and so many of the women are trying to juggle all of those things. But here's the other thing, is that our listeners, uh, we we have two different listener groups on this show, and one are the Executive Girlfriends Group members, many of whom are involved in marketing for major companies uh, in in this Mm -hmm. country, Uh, everything from Wyndham Worldwide and Carlson companies in, in the hospitality space, Royal Caribbean on the cruise side. Uh, I've got a lot of uh, travel industry colleagues that are part of the group, but we've also got people with American Express and people with right. Microsoft and and uh, Oracle and and you know a number of, of very very right. large firms who who really are having to figure out how to market their products differently. And uh, right. over the last couple of years, I've done major consulting projects myself for people like AAA and AARP, who who uh, still don't necessarily get this. So, you know, talk to us a little bit about um, some of the the numbers behind it. You gave us the, you know, kind of the gross numbers of the $2.4 trillion market. What are are the things that we're doing wrong? Well, you know, I think think that um, you still have some of those – I would say the number one thing is is that what companies don't understand is women purchase product um, based on five motivators. A very big part of that, if you got it down to one word, is about relationships. You know, women and moms, we nurture relationships. We nurture relationships not only with people but with brands. We want want a brand to talk back to us. We want to be in a conversation with them. We want it to be relevant to our life, and we want it to, you know, give us a sense of accomplishment and simplify our life. And these are all motivations that we have in buying product. You know, I still run into companies who will um, say to me, you know what, we don't want to get on Twitter or we don't want to get into social media because, oh, my God, then we got to talk back to them. Well, of course <laughs> you have to talk back to them. They're a woman. You know, that's what we do. It, if you can remember back to when you were, remember when you were single? Okay, let's all, like, go way back in time. Okay? When we were single and we were 20. And a guy would say to you, hey, listen, um, I had a great time tonight. I'll talk to you later, Right. And then we'd go right. home and we'd dissect that. Okay, does later mean Sunday? Does it mean he's going to call me on Monday? If he didn't call you by Tuesday, you would probably like stalking him in some way, either riding by his, <laughs> his house or maybe you would like think of an excuse to go by his desk. I mean, today you just stalk him on Facebook. It's really easy. You can do it from right. anywhere, right? But, <laughs> but um, that is still the same thing. I mean, we want to know that there is somebody behind the brand, you know. And, um, right. And I, and I really think that companies don't realize that as busy as moms are, that we are looking for solutions. We're looking for a relationship with a brand so that we know we can count on them, that we know we can, you know, get a reaction if we need one. And, um, and I think really it, it, most things get down to a relationship. If you think about the things that aggravate you, 
about doing business with someone. You know, how many moms will tell you, oh, my God, i got to call customer service. I'd rather get a root canal than customer service. And what is that? That gets down to a relationship, right? I mean, the relationship with you on the phone. So, um, so I'd really, if I were somebody who was looking at marketing to moms, I would, I would take a step back and I'd say, okay, what kind of relationship have we established with this mom? Is it a one-night stand where we've thrown out our promotion of the week and then we've gone away? You know, is it uh, one of, you know, a lingering type of relationship where it's good, it's bad, it's, you know, one of those dysfunctional relationships that we send sometimes get into, you know, and and really look at, okay, what kind of relationship have I established with moms? Am I really her partner in her journey through parenting and everything else she has to do? Right, right. Yeah, and, you know, it's so interesting. I, um, again, I've I've kind of bounced in and out of this mom role because I was was the breadwinner for my household. I've been married 22 years and uh, been a mom for 14 of that. Uh, but I had a live-in nanny, you know, who who raised my kids and a husband that was able to work from home. He actually did all of the administration for my businesses. And but but yet, when it came to the major purchasing decisions that impacted the family or the major vacation uh, elements, which was you know planning the cruise or whatever, that that did end up falling. To you me. still did it, right? Right. Absolutely. And I think, absolutely. You know what my favorite thing to do is, Chicky. Um, and I have to do this less frequently than I initially did. But when I first started my business, 1998, I um, I would go into a boardroom filled with men, and I would essentially have to convince them that they needed to market to moms. And um, I suddenly realized that the only way to get their attention was to say to them okay, how many of you actually bought the deodorant that you're wearing right now or the shaving cream that you're wearing? Did you actually go to CVS or Dwayne Reed or wherever, you know, you shop right. and and buy that product? And literally they would sit there and look at me and go, huh. And then the second thing I did, which I always um, said was completely brilliant, was I took um, – because – one of the websites I own is bluesuitmom.com, which is a website for executive working women. And um, and I needed them to understand because that that a woman in corporate America is doing all of these things, just like what you just said. You're, you were still working and still an executive right. mom, but you're still planning travel. Or, you know, I remember when I had three babies under two and I would be sitting next to the CEO and I, you know, I'd be listening to him in a conference room, but I'd be literally planning my kid's birthday in my head, and you know, writing notes in the the margin of the, <laughs> you know, P and L of Absolutely. what I needed to get it. Yeah, I mean, that's how we do it. But we've also what we've done is we've done such a good job at hiding that from the CEO and the others in our in our corporate environments that what I found was they were saying, oh, the women that work for me don't do that. And I'm like, oh, you better believe they do this, you know. Like, and they'd say to me, well, why do they need a website for a work and life balance? You know, they seem to be doing just fine. And so what I did was I actually did an hour-by-hour um, calendar of what 
an executive mom does in her day, all the way down to 10 o'clock at night when her husband asks for her to have sex and she's just too tired. And right. um, I'm telling you, they so got the 10 o'clock hour. They, like, they would go, I would walk through an executive mom's day with them, and when I got to 10 o'clock and, you know, they're like, oh, wow, oh, yeah, oh, that's why she's saying no to me, you know. Like, they got it. So, um, right. so in some ways we've done a really good job at masking what we're doing in that multitasking phase of our life. So oh, I so I so get that. I am yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So um any anyways, um it so I, I really when I wrote Power Moms, I wrote it because um I I thought it was important for marketers to understand that moms have influence over other people and other moms as far as their purchasing power, whether they're in the home, whether they're making secondary decisions like you were or they're, you know, standing, walking down the hall in a um, corporate environment talking with other moms and dads about, you know, what daycare or what product they bought for breakfast or, hey, I just found a new dinner solution, um, that they are influencing. And then maybe later on they'll go on Facebook and mention that they got a great deal at, you know, Publix or something. But, um, but that, that, that influence has a lot of different channels. Well, talk to me about the role that technology is playing. I mean, you know, we've we've started out talking a little bit about the bloggers, and, and I know that, you know, while there is a sphere of influence there, and, and you know, last weekend was the Blog Her Conference in, in New right. York, and, you know, so many uh, people that I know were there. Um, but, but really, the role of technology and what people are using in apps and, you know, how they're planning before they they go out and make whether it's a major purchase i mean we this year i we've lived in our house for 12 years and all of a sudden you know like everything's going out the refrigerator the dishwasher and and you know i know for myself just the level of of technology that we have today that we didn't have 12 years ago in you know helping to make the right decisions how has that changed how you reach the moms well, the way I describe it is that a lot of buying decisions used to be made on the physical playground. So, you know, mm-hmm. if, if if your TV was going out, chances are, you know, you might ask a mom in, you know, when you're going to pick up your middle school child, maybe, you know, you overhear a conversation, somebody just bought a new TV at Best Buy or something, and and, you, you know, you might say to her, hey, what, what brand did you buy? Why did you decide on that? Or, you know, if you're picking up your child from daycare, you might, you know, ask a, another mom, hey, I see you have that kind of stroller. Why did you decide that? So a lot of the influence used to happen on what I call the physical playground. Today, I believe that a lot of um, decision is happening on the virtual playground. And the virtual playground is Pinterest, it's Facebook, it's Twitter, it's Flickr, it's every kind of social platform that you can imagine online. And often a client will say to me, um, oh, you know, we're just launching this product in Arizona, so we only want to talk to Arizona moms. And and basically in my head I'm going, well, good luck with that, because um, social media basically has taken word of mom and put it on steroids because – 
you know, now a mom is not only talking to the moms that they interact with at work or um, on the playground, but they're interacting in that virtual playground as well called social media that, um, you know, in some ways for marketers it's really great because they can um, they can see the word of mouth, you know, so I can actually see that maybe eight people posted on Twitter about my product or I can see their Facebook or I can see how many likes I have on my fan page. So in, in that way it's good. But in some ways it's more difficult because you've really got to be in a lot of different places because moms are on the go and they're using technology and um, you you really, they have to, um, you have to stay up with moms and you have to be in their conversations and often those conversations involve many, many, many different platforms. Right, right. Well, one of my personal areas of both passion and expertise is in multi-channel marketing. And, you know, I spend a lot of time trying to convince people that consumers are multi-channel and that even though you're spending, you know, so much of your time and, and energy on whether it's your web strategy or your social strategy, they're still in all of those other places. And, right, right. You, know, you can't write off offline. I know in the travel industry, you know, everybody thinks everything's online, but it's not. I mean, not even a, a, a sixth of, of all travel is, is actually booked online. Uh, but the numbers are so big that it makes it seem like it's all there. Um, I want to shift gears just for a little bit and talk about uh, video specifically. Mm-hmm. And, and is video uh, a real influencer for women? Oh, absolutely. In fact, I believed that video, I thought video was going to catch on with women five years ago, Um, but technology has just now caught up with it. But I think video is the perfect medium for um, women because if you think about it, let's say you're a mom who has a colicky baby and a six-year-old who's, or a let's say a 10-year-old who's over there trying to do math homework. Well, a video, think about a video. You could actually watch a video on how to cure colic while you're stirring mac and cheese and putting chicken tenders in the oven and have your answer in less than three minutes. And, um, and so I think that video is great because it's, it's social. It, I mean, it's... it's um, it's audio, it's um it's visual and it just um it's fast and right according to my research uh 80% of women have watched at least one video in the last 7 days and that is in great contrast to um to blogging where only about a third of all moms have read a blog in the last um, seven days. So um, I definitely think, in fact, I'm pushing people hard to, particularly my mar- my marketing clients, to um, get involved in video. And it doesn't have to be professionally made video. You know, from right. my surveys and research, um, women are okay with definitely under three-minute video, and it doesn't have to be professionally produced. And they really like humor, so if it's got a humor spin to it, even better. 
So how does it differ to target that video at moms versus just women in general? Um, you know, I tend to like the 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 mom videos. I like to um, have them a little shorter because I know that moms are time crunched. I um, mostly, when I'm uh, talking to my clients, I encourage them to be solution-based videos. Although the ones that go viral the quickest are those that have humor. So I encourage them to have humor in them as well. Um, ironically, in the women's area, the um, the most downloaded videos on YouTube are in the be- area of beauty. And... Um, hmm. So uh, beauty products actually are um, in, in the how-tos, you know, how to do a certain hairstyle, how to apply makeup. Those are the most downloaded on YouTube. Huh, interesting. So yeah. If, yeah. if I'm a marketer and, and, I, you know, I was looking through your, your various clients and, and some of them, well, and in fact many of them have products that are, are specifically appealing to families, you know, uh, Disney and and um, did I see Leapfrog? Right, uh, right. And and so, what if I'm a, a company that doesn't today specifically market to families and to moms? Um, what is the first thing that I can do besides just calling you and hiring you? Which makes the most sense of all. <laughs> so you know what I would do is. If I I would actually go on Twitter because it's just the easiest way to listen to conversations, and I would listen to conversations. I would go on Twitter, and let's and I actually do this every single time that I every single time I go to a client before I go to a new client, I go on Twitter and I will put in to Twitter words that relate to words that relate to them or even their brand. So, for instance, a few weeks ago I was going to a particular cruise line and I put in their cruise, I put in the name of their brand, and I could see what consumers were saying about them. And then I, you know, kind of dug deeper and I looked at just what moms were saying to about them. And what it did was it gave me a starting place for the conversations that uh, and the tactics that I was going to suggest to that client right. um, prior to two weeks ago and uh, some of the controversy in the headlines with Chick-fil-A, I was working on some strategy for Chick-fil-A, and, and the very first thing I did was go to Twitter and listen to the conversation, you know, and then I went to their Facebook page, and I watched the watch what the conversation was um on their Facebook page. But right. I know it sounds trite, but listening is is probably the best thing that you can do, the best thing to start out with. Well and, and that is just so true and, and I um in fact I, I was focused on the cruise industry this week too. And uh, actually, it was right in your backyard. I had no idea that you were in the Miami area. Uh, I, I forgot to look at that, and I, I was down there uh, the last two days. And, uh, you know, we were talking about this whole issue of, of families and cruising, and without naming names, you know, I mean, my my family, we love cruising. And, you know, given the time and the money, we would go two to three times a year. And uh, But <laughs> – the interesting dynamic with the mom being the one planning that, my husband's 
favorite thing to do on a cruise is to go play craps after I've gone to bed and, you know, I'm laying in bed reading my book, you know, which is all I want to curl up with on a cruise. And, uh, you know, so, of course, we pick a cruise line who shall remain nameless who doesn't have gaming uh, on board the cruise other than bingo. And uh, so, you know, I had to deal with him being miserable, the kids being happier, and then we went on another cruise line that did have a casino, but their kids' program, everything was extra. So we felt nickels and dimes the whole week. And, and uh, in fact, it was the only cruise line I've ever seen that makes you pick your kids up at dinner time and take them to dinner. Instead oh, my God. Uh, instead of having a kids' program where, you know, uh, you get to go and have a romantic dinner and the kids are taken care of. And, wow. you know, the, there is such a drastic difference from a mommy perspective of the cruise line. Um, right. Maybe not as a parent if you're just a couple going on a cruise or seniors or maybe, you know, even um, multi-generational. But uh, big, big difference in, in products. Right. So, you know, um, I'm sure Sometimes it's the little things, you know. You know what oh, I mean? It is. It's the, I remember that um, – which, by the way, you and I will never meet on a cruise because I'm not much of a cruiser. Um, oh. but, um, but we all have different styles of vacationing. Yeah. That's just not one of mine. But um, but uh, one time, I actually, I'm going to keep the brand nameless, but it was a children's, like, game and pizza place, okay, that um, everybody would know. And um, they called me up about five years ago, and they said, Maria, we need some help. Moms hate coming here. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, because it's loud, the pizza's bad, and um, my kids are overstimulated when I leave. But And they said, you got to come out and help, you know, help us. Come to our retreat. Well, first of all, my first clue that it was a male-run company should have been that the retreat was in Texas at a, a boar hunting camp resort. Oh, my okay? gosh. And when I get, got out into the woods, wherever I was in Texas, I uh, got out at the ballet, and they immediately handed me a fluorescent jacket that I was supposed to wear the entire time I was there, so I wasn't shot. But <laughs> but prior to going oh there, I decided I was going to go visit the location with my my four children and, you know, really make sure that I was immersed in the experience of the consumer before I went to their strategy meeting. Well, as luck and fate would happen and nature would have it, I needed to go to the restroom and uh, I needed a tampon. Do you know that there was not a tampon machine in the female bathroom? So I just loved going to that strategy meeting and standing in front of 12 guys and two women, and I said, let me guess that a man designed your facility. And and uh, they said, yes. And I said, and isn't the goal of, of your business to keep moms there as long as possible so that their kids are, like, asking for more coins and more pizza, and the longer they're there, the more tickets they're collecting and everything. And they go, yeah, yeah, you know, we want to extend her stay as long as possible. I said, do you realize that you did not even put a tampon machine in your bathrooms? I said, what mom who's in need of a tampon is going to stay at your location for more time than is alive by nature? And I'm telling you, I've never seen so many men, like, just sit there. And, of course, the poor guy that was the facilities um, 
designer and operations guy, you know, he was, all the rest of the guys were like, oh, my God, Sam, you know, how did you forget the tampon machine? But but it's the little things, like what you're talking right. about, being able to have dinner with your husband when you're on vacation. It's the little things. It's the tampon machine in the bathroom that keeps the mom. You know, it's the fact that, you know, the difference of a mom taking their kids to Lowe's or Home Depot is that Lowe's actually has their bathrooms at the front of the store. Now, if I'm going with my kid who I know is going to have to use the bathroom because they have right. a fascination with bathrooms at 5, 6, 7, even 13 years old apparently, um, do I want my child going to the bathroom with the contractors in the back of Home Depot or do I feel safer <laughs> to let them use the bathroom at the front of Lowe's? I mean, it's Oh, just, Exactly. No, the you know, same thing is true of, of Publix grocery stores here in in uh, Florida. You know, Publix always has right. has bathrooms up in the front. I, I never thought about that before, but you're right. It's those little details. And, uh, right. you know, I mean, the whole drive through craze. I mean, I, I never would have been to as many drive throughs as I have in the last 14 years, you know, if it weren't for having kids because it just right. takes so much time to go inside (laughs) well do you know do you know very few people know this but do you know that chick-fil-a if you're a mom with kids do you know that you can go through the drive-thru you can place your order and they will meet you at your table by the time you get into you know get the kids out of the car seats and get them into a chick-fil-a and they call it mom valet and unfortunately a lot of people don't know about it but how brilliant is that that you don't have to get your kids out of the car, go up to the counter, you know, say stand here for a second while I order, and then get them seated. But you can literally go through drive-through, place your order, tell them you're coming inside, and they will have it at the table for you by the time you get your kids into the to the restaurant. No, I mean, that's it's, amazing. It's the little things, you know. So it is definitely. Well, Maria, we could just go on and on, and I tell you what, I can't wait to meet you. And and I, it may not be on a cruise ship, but uh, I will be uh, back in Miami for for a bunch of things. So I'll, I'll just drive down the other side of the state rather than uh, driving down 75. But um, this has been terrific. And uh, could you remind uh, folks of how they can best get a hold of you? And uh, uh, you've, you've got a lot of different ways, so uh, why don't you just give the one that's going to give all the links to everything? Well, if you go to MariaBailey.com online, you will find me, and um, you'll find me, and it'll send you to whatever little part of me that you want to get to. So MariaBailey.com is probably the best place. Well, and Maria, as she mentioned, has a number of books, and on Amazon, she is Maria T. Bailey. Power Moms, The New Rules for Engaging Mom Influencers Who Drive Brand Choice. If you have anything to do with marketing anything, (laughs) you need to pay attention to this book. And Maria, again, thank you so much for spending your Friday afternoon with us, and I really look forward to uh, some further conversations. Great. Well, have a good weekend, everyone. Okay. Thank you so much. For more information about the Executive Girlfriends Group, please go to www.executivegirlfriendsgroup.com. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next Friday. Bye-bye.